How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here. Um, on this uh, on this episode, I'm going to do a couple album reviews, and I'm also going to start a new series, a classic album review. Uh, so it's going to be a heavy album review podcast. I'm actually doing three different albums. Um, haven't done one of these in a while. I believe the last um, album I reviewed was uh, was uh, Royce the Five Nines album. Uh, but, but yeah, I think that was the last album. So that was a while back already. That was, you know, before, uh, coronavirus, before quarantine that I think that was like February. Um, there hasn't been a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, hip hop albums that, that I've been that interested in over the last, uh, um, yeah, over the last couple months since the quarantine started. So, uh, but, uh, two albums did just come out that, I was looking forward to, and uh, and that's uh, the new Run the Jewels album came out. Run the Jewels Four, the super group of uh, LP and uh, Killer Mike. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna review that album, and I'm also gonna review the new uh, Freddie Gibbs album, um, Alfredo uh, with Alchemist uh, producing uh, the album. So I'm gonna review those two albums. Um, not. Not spend too much time on it, but enough to uh, to talk about my thoughts and and uh, and how I feel about those albums. Um, I don't do many album reviews, so it's still something I'm getting used to, but it's something I want to do more often. And then, the, like I mentioned, the new series I'm starting is a classic album reviews. Um, something I've I thought about before in the past. Uh, just giving it a shot now, trying new ideas, and uh, you know. A couple months back when the quarantine started back in March, uh, I did uh, album rankings, which I, I enjoyed doing. And I still might do it for other artists, but I did album rankings for a couple of my favorite artists. I did it for Jay-Z, Nas, and uh, Kanye West. So I, I, I like I like doing that. I obviously like talking hip-hop. And uh, and I want to I wanna do a classic album review. So <clears throat> And uh, I think it's an only right to... If I want to start a classic album review series, it's only right to start off with, uh, with uh, in my opinion, still probably the greatest hip hop album of all time, Illmatic by Nas. And I was debating of doing this on a separate podcast, but I'm gonna, you know, put it together in this uh, with this episode with uh, the other two album reviews I'm doing. So, um, yeah, uh, and then something that uh, I'm briefly gonna talk about at the end, just because it just happened, and uh, and um, it's just fresh on my mind. I just watched the uh, the new Dave Chappelle uh, special that he um, had on YouTube. Um, Eight forty six. Um, just you know, it, it was it was so emotional for me to watch and so real and authentic. And uh, I love Dave Chappelle, man. He's uh, my favorite comedian of all time. So uh, since it, I just watched that, uh, I wasn't planning on talking about it. It wasn't part of my my rundown, but uh, I just want to give my my brief thoughts about that at the end here as well um so yeah let's start it off uh, i'll start off uh my first album review i'll start it off with the rundle jewels uh for um yeah uh, for those that don't know um run the jewels is a super group of uh of uh, killer mike and lp um two two legendary um hip-hop artists now killer mike is is uh, over the last few years, um, Killer Mac has become more popular uh, among the mainstream mainstream uh, hip hop fans and just 
just in general he's become more more of a popular figure he's especially recently over over these last couple weeks with the the protesting and uh, everything going on in the wake of George Floyd's murder Um, he's been one of the most outspoken uh, hip-hop artists over the last you know uh, over the last decade now pretty much his whole career but especially especially since 2012 when he dropped uh, rap music um, uh, his solo album so um, he's you know he's been doing a lot of interviews lately he he had that uh, that uh, trending that that uh, interview of him trending um, at the, right like well like the first day the the protesting started and uh, the riot some of the rioting started um, he had that uh, that video um, at a at a, it was like a news press conference or something like that where he was you know talking about Atlanta and the state of his people and and the city and he gave like an emotional heartfelt heartfelt speech and uh, and that that was trending. You know that got people's eyes to uh, to to look at Killer Mike. You know my girlfriend, who never even heard of Killer Mike, uh, saw you know saw him for the first time in that video. So it put eyes on him, um, uh, which is nice because uh, you know Killer Mike's definitely somebody that deserves to be heard and and is one of the most uh, one of the smartest, most uh, educated, and uh, you know, one of the dopest, just simply one of the best, uh, MCs out there. He's been, you know, he's been doing it for a long time. And, uh, over the last couple of years, he's, he's been, uh, he's been, um, um, definitely in the news more and in the, in the spotlight more. He has a Netflix show now, you know, he was doing interviews on, on first take with Stephen A. Smith and, and, uh, no, the first take he was on, he was on, um, he might've been on first take too, but he was on, I watched him on, um, uh, on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, um, so yeah, K- Killer Mike and an LP who's a an underground legend in the in the hip hop world. Uh, it's been doing this since the early '90s with Company Flow. Um, so you know the they these two came together in two, 2013 to make their first album, uh, Run the Jewels, uh, and uh, start start this off and. They've been on this tear ever since. It had been four years since the last Run the Jewels album, and uh, and uh, just my my first thoughts on it. I mean, it's all these albums have been great. Um, this fourth installment here is it's uh, I think I think I have to think about it a little bit more, but it's right up there, man. It might be the best one yet, uh, especially in these times, because you know their last their last. Uh, run the jewels albums they've had obviously they've had those uh political messages and and social commentary um but this album i feel like was uh so much more aggressive with it um and you know the last the previous run the jewels albums uh that you know they mixed in you know you know kind of just braggadocio rhymes and like being clever and funny along with their social commentary you got like a nice mix and uh and they made those albums really, really great and really enjoyable. But this album was, I felt like, a lot more straightforward. And um, this is the message. This is the message we're delivering. This is the statements we're making. It was much more in your face. Um, much more, uh, you know, we're coming at you with it. You know, starting off with 
what uh, Yankee and the Brave, which was just a dope concept uh, on that intro of, um, you know, uh, Yankee, you know, the New York Yankees, LPs, the Yankee, he's from New York, and, and the Brave, um, play on words, you know, the Atlanta Braves, um, what Killer Mike being, being the Brave, being from Atlanta, um, and just, it was like a, like a dope, like a, it was a dope little, it was just a dope story of, uh, of, uh, a situation with the police that Claire Mike finds himself in and it, you know, he'd rather it's, you know, it's something to think about. Like he'd rather kill himself than get killed by the police. Uh, cause even if he did kill himself, they, they, uh, you know, you know, like, uh, or even if the police did, I think he said, that even if the police did kill him, they would still blame it on, you know, he, he killed himself. So you'd rather go out on his own terms. Uh, but then LP kind of, come to to his defense and rescue while killer mike is away so really dope concept um <clears throat> uh, yeah uh, all the songs all the songs are amazing um they just keep they keep getting better and better like their chemistry has always been on point from the beginning but their chemistry has continued to to get better and they're just so much on the same page um yeah i mean so much so much of this album is just just makes you think and makes you makes you really look at the situation we're in today and it's just crazy to see that you know the, these lyrics on this album sound so sounds like they were just recorded yesterday like like they saw everything happening and we decided to record this album but i think this this album was recorded if i'm not mistaken i heard it was uh or i read somewhere that it was um recorded back in November um and you have these these uh bars especially by Killer Mike uh about about police brutality that and he can't breathe and uh one of the songs that come to mind immediately is a walking in the snow song where uh let me pull up the lyrics here uh where Killer Mike just you know he he just you know takes a shot at at uh obviously taking a shot at the system and uh, police brutality, but but it just sounds so relevant to what just happened to George Floyd. Um, talking about, he starts off, they promise education, but really they give, us, they give you tests and scores, and they predict in prison population about who scores the lowest, you know, just the systematic racism there. Um, and, and usually the lowest scores, the, and usually the lowest scores are poorest, and they look like me. You know, they look like how, you know, big, big, uh, black dude, you know, uh, that frightened normal folk, right? Um, and, and every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me because, you know, he, he looks like, you know, Killer Mike has, <laughs> you know, the same look and, and kind of build as some of these, these, uh, these, uh, black people that went down by police brutality like um you know michael brown was a a big guy eric garner um you know so and uh, you watch the cops choke out a man like me and until my voice goes from a shriek to a whisper i can't breathe and uh and you just sit there on your couch and watch it on tv the most you give is a twitter rant and call it a tragedy but truly the travesty you've been robbed of your empathy you place with apathy. I wish you can magically, and it's it's just so hitting, man. It's it's so, 
is so damn poignant and so damn relevant to to what's going on right now and uh you know these bars were recorded um recorded um like you know last year so it wasn't i mean it seems like he just made this Uh, that's that's how on top of it um uh on top of this uh killer mike was you know so um yeah uh i i think because of what they're saying and the impact of what they're saying lp is has a lot of great bars as well about you know and you know coming from himself as a white as a white guy still obviously still understanding uh how fucked up the the world is or you know the country is right now and uh the, the situations we're in so i mean their partnership's amazing and uh yeah the, uh it's nothing bad to say about the album um i think my like when i first when i first ran through it the first time the one thing it didn't like quite grab me right away and i think the reason why is because some of the some of the hooks on the album are not as good as previous run the jewels albums and because when you when you first hear an album you're you're obviously trying to follow along you with the with the lyrics and you're hearing the beat and you you know you're hearing things that things that are easily accessible at first right so the beat the hook um things like that is you the things you catch right away and what you pick out of a song if you enjoy it or not and then you know especially with guys as lyrical as these two are um the lyrics you have to read into them more you know you're not going to catch every reference every every bar on um the first listen you're not going to catch everything right so so when you when i first heard it um obviously i knew i knew what they were saying was dope and i you know i caught a lot of what they were saying but it didn't quite grab me right away because of some of the hooks that I, you know they weren't really that didn't really get me like that like not like on previous run the jewels albums where i just first listened and i was just like man it's like the whole thing was just banging out um but then i had to two or three and i'll probably i've heard this album now about four or five times so after like the the third listen and i started reading into the lyrics i was like you know catching everything i was like man this is uh this is something else this is this is uh this is right there with their their other other albums for sure and uh you know i might have to rank this as the best run the jewels album yet you know um I think I think Run the Jewels two and three are probably a little bit uh, easier to listen to, where you know you can throw it up, throw it on a party, you know those beats with the beats and like some of the hooks, and then just the way they're rapping, and it's just you know they got a lot of dope, funny lines that you can play anywhere uh, that people will 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 get. But uh, this album just hits a lot harder, and uh, and uh, it's I think much much more impactful, and I think in the long run this album will be the album that in their series of so far that people are going to look back at and, and see as their best one yet. Um, um, yeah, I mean, uh, don't know what, else, what much else to add to it. Uh, if I were to give it a rating, I'd probably give it like a, maybe like a 9.5 out of 10. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's really special. Um, out of sight Two two chains was great. Two chains was great on here. He's been killing his, uh, features uh ooh la la dj premier scratches that was dope 
dope concepts. Um, Zach De La Rocha was on this album again. He's been on the last couple of Run the Jewels albums, and he's always great. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I hope they keep on going. I hope they keep making albums, and uh, and they're doing their thing. Um, definitely, an album I'm gonna have a rotation for a while, and uh, uh, probably the best album so far this year, I would say, the best album of 2020 so far. Uh, yeah, so. Run the Jewels 4, great album. Uh, that's my review for it. And uh, let's let's move let's move on to to uh, um, Alfredo, uh, the Pretty Gibbs review. So with Alfredo, little little backstory, well not backstory, but little uh, refresher on Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs has uh, has done these. Um, this run of producer, rapper, uh, you know, these albums were one exclusive producer, right? He uh, has uh, the two albums with Madlib, Bandana and uh, and um, Pinata. And then I think Fetty was produced entirely by Alchemist as well. Let me double check that. Um, so he's, you know, he's been doing this, this, uh, these albums with it, um, with just one producer for a while now. And it's, and it's, uh, it's a, uh, recipe that he just doesn't miss and it keeps working for him. So I don't see why, you know, why he would stop, you know? Uh, so, uh, Alfredo runs right in the line of that, that, a uh, series for, uh, Freddie Gibbs. Um, so yeah, um, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, first listen uh, after first listen um my initial thoughts were really good not as good as bandana and piñata that was that was my first uh, initial reaction and after a couple more listens I'm still that's still my um that's still my uh uh my thinking or my uh yeah what um what I'm uh, coming out coming out with after even after a few more listens it's not i mean the the nothing there's nothing bad about the album at all i actually like every song i think is really really good i think it's consistently good through the whole way through um i just think the highs on bandana which came out last year are a little better a little higher the highs are higher on on uh, on Pinata and Banana, which is the reason why um, I have Alfredo just just underneath those. Uh, um, uh, there's nothing. I also just think uh, as good as Alchemist is to uh, Alchemist is great. Malib just a little better to me. <laughs> so so that's I think that's mainly the main reason why I prefer Bandana and Pinata over over um, Alfredo. Um, nonetheless it's still a great album it still still has still has a lot of great great moments um uh the features were great on here um uh, Tyler the Creator came through with a great feature uh Rick Ross was really good on here um so like the yeah the features really really were good the um the Griselda features of Benny the Butcher and um I think yeah all three of the Griselda no, I think he just had uh, Benny and uh, Conway. 
And actually, I really like Con uh, Conway's verse on uh, Babies and Fools. <clears throat> Uh, Scotty Beam. Scotty Beam was a, a song with uh, with um, with um, Rick Ross, um, and that production just perfectly suits Rick Ross. So, uh, so yeah, it 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 has those uh, it's it really consistent, really you know, quick listen, only ten songs, thirty five minutes. So it, I I think that makes the album better, makes it more enjoyable. Um, has a uh, you know, it just has like a nice, smooth, like, like it, it, it plays so easy, you know, you just get through it and it's played so easy, it transitions so well. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, not, not up to, to me, not quite as good as, uh, Bandana and, um, Bandana and Pinata or even Fetty. Uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's right up there with, uh, with those though, but that's, you know, that's not. That's not saying uh, it's. That's definitely not saying it's bad because, you know, those are high highs. You know, I think I think Pinata is a classic. I think Bandana is got pretty close to to uh, Pinata. Uh, Fetty's also um, just really good. So, I mean, all those albums are like, you know, nine out of tens basically. You know, uh, eight point five out of tens, nine out of tens. So, I mean, I, I got I got a. Um, Alfredo probably got a solid eight out of ten, and so that's really good still, you know. Um, um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, I don't gonna spend too much time, more time on it, you know. Uh, honestly, it's it's just kind of my quick thoughts about it. Uh, Freddie Gibbs has become over the last couple of years has become one of more my more favorite favorite rappers, and uh, anytime he's releasing an album, I'm I'm kind of uh. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to it because he 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 hardly ever misses as well. Um, he's he's always on he's always on top of uh he's always on top of his game. He's always he's really consistent. Um, so he he uh yeah he never misses uh uh yeah Fetty was without commission currency and currency is also one of my my favorite favorite rappers. Anytime he drops something, currency is really consistent as well. Where he just he rarely ever misses, and uh, Freddie has become one of the most underrated rappers in the game. Um, he's got, you know, he's got a really consistent discography, and and uh, he just keeps keeps doing his thing. You know, it's it's hard to miss when you know you're working with producers like Madlib and Alchemist, and you're gonna have you know you're always gonna have great production. And I wish rappers did that more often. To be honest, um, I wish rappers. Uh, would just hook up with just like one producer and make exclusive albums with them, because uh, it, it, it doesn't matter who you are, really. It, it, you're always gonna have better chemistry that way. You're rarely ever gonna miss, you know. Uh, just going back to Run the Jewels, like obviously, it's a, a group where you know LP makes all the beats, right? And and uh, he raps for himself. He raps and makes beats for himself, and you know Killer Mike. Um, you know, as well with, you know, just two people working together all the time and they never miss. And, uh, and, uh, Freddie just doesn't miss when he's working with one producer. And, uh, it's a recipe that I feel is really successful, has a high, high success rate. And just in general, when I think about it, you know, I think about like Jay-Z's 444, 
um, you know, one album or was one producer, an album with only one producer, no ID, or when, um, yeah, it's really, it's really, uh, it's really a high success rate when, when that happens. Um, Malib, of course, with MF Doom, Mad Villainy, uh, I think about like Common with Kanye on B. Um, yeah, those those exclusive producers really really work out well because I just think the chemistry's there. Um, you, obviously, you gotta have a great producer. All these producers I've talked about are like all time great, so it's court, you know that helps too. But but yeah, um, yeah, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, great album. Uh, I'll give like a solid like eight out of ten. Um, it's right up there. Most of the best albums of the year so far. Um, there have there hasn't been a lot of of great albums I've heard this year so far. Um, I like it better than it written testimony by Jay Electronica, even though that album I think also is more relevant now with what's going on. Um, and that album came out. I think I actually think that was the last album I reviewed. Honestly, yeah, that was the last album I reviewed because that came out after. That came out after uh, Royce the Five Nines album. Um, so Roy, uh, Royce the Five Nines up there as well, his album. But uh, yeah, Alfredo, great album. Freddie Gibbs just doesn't miss with these exclusive albums. He just keeps making dope albums um, with one producer and uh, and really good. Not quite on the level of Bandana, um, but nonetheless, I think that I think that's more so has to do with. But with Madlib just being a little bit of a better producer than Alchemist than Freddie's rapping, I think Freddie's rapping is just as good on here as it was in Bandana. Um, I just think Madlib's a little better, and that's the that's the difference. That's what sets it apart. The highs, the highs on Bandana are are, are just better. Like the first time I heard of Palm Olive, just like blew me away. You know, oh, the first time I heard, uh, you know, um, uh, Crime Pays just kind of was kind of hit 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 me more than the first time I heard uh um Alfredo and uh, the songs on Alfredo so uh nonetheless still great great job by Freddie and uh I'm looking forward to I hope he keeps doing this I actually don't see why he wouldn't I'm looking forward to um these exclusive albums um with one producer and I hope he keeps doing it so yeah uh shout out to to Freddie Gibbs all right so now let's get to the classic album review portion of the podcast and very first time doing this and I, I just feel, uh, you know, I know this album has been talked about a lot, but I think you got to start with the best, the best there is, you know, so my first classic album review is going to be none other than Illmatic by Nazir Jones, um, Basically, the golden standard of uh, hip hop albums to this day is still Illmatic, and uh, and this this these classic album reviews. I'm not gonna do like a track by track breakdown because obviously we know that all the songs are great because that's what makes it a classic. You know, you can't really have a subpar song or a really bad song. Um, so I'm not gonna do like a track by track breakdown, but. Um, the way I'm going to handle these classic album reviews, I'm going to do more of a, uh, a, uh, 
impact, you know, like talk about the impact of an album that that the album made. Talk about the impact the songs had on uh, on hip hop. So that's how I'm going to approach it. Uh, just like the, the influence the album had and what made it so special. So let's get into it. Um, Illmatic is one of my all-time favorite albums. It's I probably listened to, um, you know, maybe I listened to Reasonable Doubt more, maybe. But um, honestly, I think... Um, Illmatic might be if it's not the most listened to album I've ever I've ever played then it's number number two yeah I think Illmatic and Reasonable Doubt are probably the two most albums I've played the most in my life so um it's looking back at it you know obviously I wasn't I mean I was only three years old when this album came out but that shows how how great this album is and how impactful it is that that you know, someone like me who wasn't around for uh, when this album came out, and being you know from a totally different life, totally different part of the world, part of the the country, growing up in California compared to this, you know, this album that's like so New York, right? So mid nineties, uh, Queens, Queensbridge, you know, New York City, um, but still relating to it and the experiences of of this album and uh and uh loving it you know for uh for what it is um and you know even people younger than me you know i, I go on twitter on hip-hop twitter and i see people talking about illmatic and these are kids that are probably weren't even born you know i was only three but these are probably kids that were born like in the year 2000 who still go back and and listen to illmatic and appreciate it and still recognize it as like the greatest one of the greatest albums of all time, you know, um, that's why the influence is what it is. The impact is what it is. It's, it transcends, uh, generations. Um, the, what makes it, what made it so special was, uh, was the fact that, uh, you know, Noth was so young when he made this man. And he think about, he wrote, he wrote this album or at least a bulk of this album he wrote when he was only 19 years old. And just thinking about how how young you are at 19 still, you know, um, you know, I'm 29 and I <laughs> and I have, you know, I have no idea how a 19 year old, uh, you know, could write something like 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 this, you know, his life experiences and his his mind was so advanced for a 19 year old and just so ahead of the game. Um that it's just mind-blowing you know you hear 19 year old rappers nowadays and they're not talking about anything you're just seeing a bunch of bullshit then you have this 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 kid who writes some of the greatest verses of all time and some of the most intricate and complex verses of all time and some of the greatest stories of all time new york state of mind one love um some of the most vivid vivid storytelling um, in hip hop history, Nas is Nas is uh, one of the greatest storytellers of all time. I think that's actually his greatest asset. His greatest skill is storytelling. Um, um, he's, you know, the way he can vividly paint these pictures of New York life 
1994 on the Illmatic is what makes this album the greatest album ever made still it's on top of that of course uh, the production and having um having this uh, crew of all-time great producers working on it with DJ Premier and uh P Rock and uh Q-Tip and and uh who else is on it yeah, I know I'm I know I'm missing somebody but nonetheless it's it's uh you know it's Oh, Large Professor, that's another one. Uh, nonetheless, they were like all the greatest hip-hop producers in New York at that time um, had a had a beat on this album. And that was, and that was the first time that ever happened. So that's another reason why it's a classic and, and it's so impactful. It was the first album to feature multiple different producers on one project. Um, it's, you know you know top to bottom perfect only 10 tracks only one guest verse from from uh az which is one of the greatest guest verses of all time and uh and just the amazing amazing storytelling amazing amazing uh writing amazing lyrics amazing production um the reason i played this so much is just because i was so blown away by the way this dude was rapping you know i never heard anybody rap like that before you know it's I remember buying this album. Um, I was like, I had to be like 17 years old when I bought this album at the store. Um, and you know, uh, this is some, the first, <laughs> you know, money that I had and I wasn't, um, borrowed or, uh, was it from my parents? I, uh, it was like my own money and, and, uh, yeah, you know, this is like 2000, mid 2000. So this is like where all this, you know, club party songs are, are popping on the radio. And here I am, like as a 17 year old kid going to the, the store and buying Illmatic instead of like some, some club shit that probably everybody else my age was, was buying. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and it, and it and I didn't even understand it at first, <laughs> which is a funny thing. I didn't, I didn't get the, you know, I didn't really get the, the verses or what he was talking about, uh, until later, but I, I knew it was, I knew what he was saying was so, so dope because of the way he was saying it, his flow and his rhyme patterns. I never heard anything like it. And, um, and once I did like actually start to get what he was talking about, what he was saying, that's when it was like, you know, blew me away even more so yeah Elmatic greatest album of all time greatest hip-hop album of all time still to this day for various reasons one the music is amazing the music's classic it's uh it can still play today it doesn't sound I mean it sounds like it was made in the mid 90s but it doesn't sound like it's like obviously it doesn't it aged very well because of how good Nas was because of the lyricism, lyrics like that, bars like that, uh, wordplay like that, storytelling like that will never sound old. Doesn't matter if the actual song sounds like it was made in a certain era; it transcends time. That's uh, that's the reason. That's one of the reasons it's, it's a classic album. The production, having multiple producers, is another reason. And then the the impact on generations after it is uh, 
another reason um, it's might be one. I mean, it's definitely one of the most influential albums of all time. Might be the most influential album of all time. It basically everybody that came after every everything that came after it had to had to match it. It took lyricism um, to a whole new level, and uh, and really really said all that album cover. I mean, it's classic with the the young Nas on there that's been duplicated. You know, uh, like Little Wayne's comes to mind on the Carter Threes, kind of like paying homage to Illmatic a little bit, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, one of my favorite albums of all time. Just wanted to talk about how important it was and what made it uh, what made it a classic album. So that's my classic album review. I know it's kind of short, um, but first time doing this. So uh, if I keep doing this, I'm going to have, you know, more more of a breakdown and, and uh, more of a structure to it. But... Uh, just giving it a shot with this one and and uh and starting off with Illmatic uh that's my classic album review. <clears throat> okay, and the last thing I want to talk about on this podcast is um the latest Dave Chappelle uh st- I don't even call it a stand up, but the latest special. It wasn't really a a stand up. Um Yeah, Dave Chappelle just released a uh a special on uh, YouTube's Netflix, or yeah, on Netflix and YouTube, um, called Eight Forty Six, which is the time that the time that the police officer, or now former police officer, um, had his knee on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds, and uh, and coincidentally. Um, was the same amount of was the same time that Chappelle was born. He was born at eight forty six a.m. So really, really, really crazy um, to think about. Uh, yeah, it, it it was more of a just a conversation. Um, just to talk about my thoughts on it real quick. And it was special, man. It, it my first. I mean, I was teary eyed watching it the whole time. Um, it really, it really hit hit home um it really summed up how i feel um in a way that i couldn't express it the way Chappelle can and i think that's what makes him so special is Chappelle always he always uh talks talks how i i generally feel about things but i'm nowhere near as smart as he is to put it you know together in words the way he he can and and to think about a situation he can. But, you know, I totally agree with everything he said and and everything he's a you know everything he 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 talked about and he how he related things and that's something that makes him special. The fact that you know, when we need a laugh, he can provide us a laugh. But uh what makes him so special and his comedy so special is is he makes you he makes you think he makes you have a new perspective on things he makes you he makes you uh come out learning something new every time you watch him every time you watch Chappelle and you hear him talk you le- you feel like you learn something new and and he educates he educates you in a, in, in the same way he he's relatable or he makes you you know he, he helps you relate to things and and uh, of course at the same time he's funny um 
Oh, well, you know, yeah. Uh, this, now this, this special wasn't so funny at, at all, even though he did have a few jokes, but, um, it, it was, it was very from the heart, just speaking truth. And you can tell he, the pain in his voice about a lot of things that's been going on. Um, the way he, he related the, you know, the way he related the protesters and the rioting happening to, to how, how cops were when, um, what's his name? Chris Donor, did I get his name right? I'm going to make sure I get his name right. Um, the road cop, I remember this, you know, a few years back when, you know, he, he went out and went on a killing spree, killing other cops and how Dave Chappelle said that, uh, you know, when, when that happened, you know, 400 cops showed up at, uh, yeah, Chris Dorner. Yeah. That's when I didn't want to butcher his name, but I, I'd remember that when that happened uh, a few years back and how 400 cops showed up at, at his house and, um, and big bear and basically switch, switch sheathed him, you know, just weren't, weren't trying to arrest him. Just basically, you know, killed his dude, shot him, shot him like, hundreds of times shot him like <laughs> shot him the way the the way Hitler got shot in uh um in Glorious Bastards you know um just killed this guy right and and the way he can how he can relate that you know it's like when uh when one of their own died right when Chris when Chris Dorner was out there killing cops like how the cops reacted you know they they send the mob you know, at, at him to track him down and find him and kill him, and how can you, you know, expect people to be acting cool now? You know, when one of our, I don't say our own, but because I'm not, you know, I'm not black, but so when you know a black person, one of, you know, the black community's own, George Floyd, one of their own, get killed. Uh, the way he did, you know, for the world to see with a knee on his neck while well, he just, you know, he's crying out for his, his dead mother knowing he's going to die. How do you expect people to react, you know? And especially when it, it's not like this is the first time this happened, especially when this has been multiple times, years and years of this, going back to Trayvon Martin and and uh, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, um, you know, all, all these, all these stats, right? I know... I know there's others, uh, of course, um, but you know it, it's. But that's what's it, it's sad that it's hard to keep track of how many these uh, of these situations keep happening. So, how do you expect people to react? And just the way he related that to to how cops react when one of their own get killed, and and for people that still don't get, well, why are these people acting this way? You know, he broke he breaks it down in such a kind of a simple but yet thought-provoking way that just always is always so sharp he's always he's always so on top of things and uh that's what makes him i think the greatest comedian ever um just the way he's able to to make you know make you think about a situation in a certain way and relate things um to other situations and and uh and uh come out in such a such a smart way the way he does and and uh yeah it was emotional watching it is it was great is it's honestly i think 
might be the greatest moment of his career, and that's saying a lot for a guy that, for a person that has had the career that Dave Chappelle's had. And this might be, I think this might be like the biggest, most uh, impactful and greatest greatest moment uh, he's had. You know, uh, I think this this special is gonna it's gonna be remembered a long time, and and it's gonna have a, a, a lasting legacy because of the situation we're in. And, um, yeah, you know, with LeBron James talking about, you know, Laura Ingram and how she, she told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. And when, you know, Le, LeBron James is the best in the world at something, you're telling this, you know, Laura Ingram's not the best at anything. And, and who are you to tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble? And, uh, you know, and he didn't mention this, but it might have happened after this, after this already. But I wonder what his thoughts would have been on her saying, you "No, know, Drew Brees can have an opinion." Like, okay, he's an athlete too. Drew Brees can have his own opinion, but no, LeBron couldn't. You know, um, yeah, you know that that, and then Kobe bringing up Kobe's death, and how that was on the same day he he won a Grammy, and he didn't go to the Grammys. He was just sitting crying and. uh yeah, Kobe, you know, Kobe's numbers, 824, or Chappelle's birthday as well. It's just crazy how all this, how how things happen, you know. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get my quick thoughts on that. I'm kind of struggling to find the words to him already. Voice a little heavy. Um, it's, been, it's been a tough time, and we definitely needed those words, and we, we needed... We needed uh, Dave Chappelle's Dave Chappelle's uh, voice, you know. Um, he he's just some somebody I always look up to when he's when he's speaking, and uh, and uh, he's he's special, man. He's he's very special. So um, yeah, Dave Chappelle, great, great special. Loved it. Loved every every minute of it. I was so captivated by it. So moved by it. Um, and yeah, um, you know, I just, I just relate to what he always has to say, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not black, but I am a minority and I am, you know, I'm Middle Eastern and Mexican. I, you know, I grew up, you know, I grew up in the post 9-11 era with, you know, terrorist jokes and things like that. And, and, you know, I have a lot of. You know, I grew up in a community that was very diverse, so I have a, a lot of friends from all different types of uh, races, and and uh, and uh, I just I just uh, always relate to what Chappelle has to say, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's the best. He's the best ever. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. You know, don't have much else to add. Actually, one last thing. Um, about the Dave Chappelle special um, was when he talked about um, the military and how these um, these police officers, Chris Dorner being one of them, not, I forgot the other person's name, but um, how the you know the police officers that ended up um, shooting their own, killing their own, were were former military. And the way he he put that together for those people that that um you know that say things about how 
know, Kaepernick kneeling is disrespecting the flag and the military. And, uh, you know, these, these are their own, you know, um, military men and black men in the military that, that they're supposed to be taken care of, you know, and they, they join the military, you know, a lot of them join the military thinking that they're, they are going to be taken care of. They were supposed to be taken care of. And, and then when they get out and they see how the system still is a system, you know, uh, like Chris Dorner, um, you know, not to defend his actions and how and what he did, but the fact that, you know, he got fired for for basically filing a complaint against his white female co-worker uh, police officer. And it still shows how, how you know, even, even after... Even if you are military, you're still, you know, it's still the same thing, you know. And I just love how Chappelle put that together and the show and the and the special and how, you know, he says how they, you know, didn't matter, didn't matter that they were military, didn't matter that they were um, police officers, they were still black, and and you know they still got treated the way they did and it's still they still died right um yeah i, I just want to you know throw that in real quick before before i leave you guys so uh i'll leave it at that just want to talk about that briefly there um with another point in the special and yeah i'll, I'll let you let, let you guys go enjoy the rest of your day stay safe uh take care of yourself and uh, I'll catch you guys on the on the next one. Peace.